podcast where we break down one of your favorite animated movies. Uh, we are in season two. Uh, we, the last one we did was Onward. Now we're starting from the beginning. We're doing Toy Story. Uh, we're talking 1995, the one that really started it all. Uh, Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. We got a little, we got an interesting setup that we're using right now because of Corona. So, yeah, um, this is the quarantine edition. Yeah, so excuse any audio issues. I'm just gonna blame it on Corona, even though it probably is on my end. Um, I haven't talked to Luca in about 18 years. So, how you doing, That's... buddy? I'm good. I'm good. The beard is coming in thick. Uh, I'm kind of looking like Kurt Russell in The Thing. Uh, I haven't left my house and I don't know how long. Yeah, my beard's coming in patchy, so looks like we're on equal footing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm glad we could figure out this kind of way to still record an episode. Because um, now I got time to watch these Pixar movies, baby. We can knock them out. I know. Well, even before I watch this one, uh, I, I always for it just surprises me every time I realize how short some of these are. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've watched them my whole life, and I don't even really think about the runtime. And then I'm like, oh, I can bust this out in, in almost an hour. Oh yeah, a little over an hour. Are you kidding me? Tight hour twenty, baby. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess if there's anywhere to start with Toy Story, just uh, what's your relationship with this movie? When's the first time you watched it? Um, first time I watched it, it was when my brain was a little peanut. Um, mm. I'm so doing last back week then. or <laughs> yeah, uh, yesterday actually. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but no, I I mean, Toy Story two was the first movie that I saw in theaters. So really? I was like three or four then. Um, yeah. So this, I I mean, I was watching it straight out of the womb, I suppose. <laughs> um, it's just been <laughs> this is probably one of the movies that I've watched the most in my life. Like mm-hmm. We're pushing 40, 50 times on this bad boy. Um, oh, for sure. Um, so, like, even watching it, even though it's been a little bit, I'm like, yep, 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 beat for beat. I'm kind of knowing where this is going. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, Toy Story is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite film series, just because of the quality that each one is. Um, I have such an attachment to the characters and just the story in general. So, um, yeah, this one's up there for me, baby. This is on my, uh, my shrine of Nate Talon. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to spoil it yet, but I have a pretty, I don't know if it's even a hot take because the Toy Story movies are so good. Um, but I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. Uh, I think the first memories I have of going to a theater, watching, um, the Pixar movies is probably the strongest memory I have is Finding Nemo. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm sh- well, I'm sure we all caught the Pixar movies like around the same age. You know, like yeah, we were pretty weird. young. It's weird. It's like it's just been synonymous with my life. So I can't pinpoint the first time I've seen it. I just remember consistently watching it as I grew up and even into adulthood. Um, this movie just always been around, especially because I was born in 96 mm-hmm. and it came out in theaters November 95. So I'm like born and the DVD is coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we or not even DVD VHS. So I'm sure we just had that going constantly because I was oh, I was always on the Toy Story train. 
I had my Woody, I had my Buzz. I was always playing with them, and that's why uh, um, an emotional breakdown happens every time I watch Toy Story Three. Uh, yeah, man, now it's I'm, a, I'm it's, out here it's... living life, and uh, I can never go back to having fun. You know, fun doesn't exist anymore. It's a uh, it's a weird thing watching these and getting kind of emotional. Even the oh, first man. one, I started, oh. and I'm like. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and, then, and then even like the ending, dude. Like I'll talk about it, but it, it's like, man, why have they gotta do this to me? Because now I know for a fact that we gotta watch all of them again. So it's just gonna I put know. me through the same heartbreak. <laughs> uh, boy, I could just see down the road a little bit and see myself balling. Sure, sure. Um, not that we haven't been doing it before, um, but we we've come up with some new categories that we want to do um for on two so we're gonna throw that in at the end um that's kind of something fun to look forward to uh i guess mm-hmm. if the next step would be is there any background stuff you want to talk about with uh with today's episode uh yeah um i mean there like we could do a whole podcast just on toy story in this franchise for sure um the amount of stuff that happens behind the scenes but i just wanted to share how stacked just like the credit list is on this. Um, I mean, you look and you see produced by Steve Jobs right away. Um, you got directed by John Lasseter. Lassie, I mean, he had a fall from grace recently, but you're lying if you're not saying that he was part of Pixar's success. Um, mm-hmm. Screenplay, we got Joss Whedon got a credit. Andrew Stanton, who went on to do Finding Nemo and other great Pixar movies is on there. Interesting one, Joel Cohen, not Cohen, Joe Cohen, uh, director of the Garfield movie, (laughs) (laughs) and Cheaper by the Dozen, writer on this movie. Uh, And then story by credit, you get John Lasseter, um, Andrew Stanton, but that's this, we first see Pete Docter pop up here. Mm. Um, That's our our up guy, our uh, Wally guy. Um, And then... Edited by, we see a pop-up of Lee Unkrich, who went on and directed Toy Story 3, where I'm not going to spoil where that falls on my Toy Story list. And he also directed uh, Coco, which is just another banger from Pixar. So, like, right away, Pixar has a bunch of in-house talent from their very first feature movie that is just killing the game, dude. (laughs) Killing it. And I would like to correct myself, Andrew Stanton did Wally, but Pete Doctor was on the story team as well for that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like right off the bat. And then you go into voice cast list, and it's just another one. Have you Do you have those all written down? Or Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know the big ones. Woody is uh, Tom Hanks. You have Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. Um, maybe my personal favorite. You know, it's hard to choose against Woody, but Don Rickles is Mr. Potato Head. Hell yeah, money. Money. After rewatching it, he might be my favorite character. He's got the best lines. He freaking kills me every time. That's Um, great, dude. You got, what's his name? Wallace Shawn is Rex. uh, Mr. Inconceivable. Uh, You got the goat, the the good luck charm himself. Uh, What is it? John John uh, Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger is Ham. Uh, Slinky. You got uh, Jim Varney. That's not a huge name. 
But uh, I guess if there's any other big names, it could be um, Sergeant is like the dude from Full Metal Jacket, Ari uh, or Arlie. Oh, what's his last name? Regardless, this this the cast is stacked. Dude, we um, got we got uh, uh, Andy's mom, Lori Metcalf from Lady Bird fame. Hello, hello. Um, but yeah, it's just like, and it's interesting to think about this because you think 1995, um, like Tom Hanks is like breaking out big. You got freaking, he's like about to reach like peak Tom Hanks level. Tim Allen's I think he huge is. Too. Well, you got to think like at this, in 95, he would have like back to back, he would have got Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, yeah, Forrest and Gump? Tor- that's, the that's big 94. One. Yeah, so yeah, it's like for ninety three, yeah, three ninety four. You get back to back, you get Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. You get but back to back Oscars. Oh, and then you also get Woody from Toy Story. And it's and it's interesting to think about that these two guys like did this. It's like a weird project when you first hear about it. like the first computer animated movie. Like the script had to be a bang- banger, and that's that's what it was. It was a freaking banger. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, this um, was nominated. This got nominated for three Oscars, and one of them was for its script. Yeah, which and is that, crazy I, that an animated movie could even do that. And we were gonna—I was gonna talk about it, but we can kind of rope it into this because we're right here. But um, part of it is uh, why they decided to go with Toy Story um, as their first movie. Is uh, they made a couple shorts before, and Tin Toy was one of them, mm-hmm. and they they kind of nailed how to animate a toy in CG animation when it doesn't need to exactly look like a human because as, as you can see the human the human models in this are just not that great. But you better than it the dog models. <laughs> no, exactly. But you like forgive it because it's so early. But like they're not that great. But one reason why this movie still holds such a high caliber, even watching it now, is because all that stuff kind of fades away because you're just into it because the script is so good. Like, these characters are so... Like, even just the words on a page bring the characters life better than any animation could. So I think mm-hmm. that's why uh, it, it you can still watch it and be perfectly fine instead of... Because, like, you know, there's sometimes you go back and you'll see early stages of like video games and stuff like that and sometimes it just doesn't hold up i think honestly there's some beautiful animation in this i think like a lot of stuff with woody and buzz is pretty great um Mm -hmm. even from now it kind of you kind of just forget it's so old but then you start seeing the humans and stuff and you get to understand and i don't know if it was just me but like sometimes they like blinked and it wouldn't be like synced it'd be like one eye and then the other eye i didn't notice that at all i don't know if it's just me but someone can reach out to me because I'm pretty sure like most something must have been interesting on the back end where they couldn't like have them blinking at the same time for some reason. Hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, uh, Steve Jobs really played a big part in the start of Pixar and he, his, his kind of um, footprint is going to be on this movie and Pixar forever and their legacy, which I just think is something interesting that not, I mean, at this point, probably a lot of people know, but it's just interesting to see that like Steve Jobs was such a big part of this kind of studio that everyone kind of holds near and dear to their heart. Um, so an interesting little thing that I saw was John Lasseter actually pitched. He was always a um, kind of like a 
forefront leader for computer animation, and he kind of pitched Brave Little Toaster to Disney as a CG animated movie, and they turned him down and fired him. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he was just the animation director for Brave Little Toaster. Um, and then he came back with Pixar and worked at Lucasfilm, and then something of Lucasfilm spun off and made Pixar, then Pixar partnered with Disney, and then later on down the road, Disney bought Pixar. But um, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, we could just have a whole thing on just the history of Toy Story in general. Sure. Um, I mean, if there's... there is a documentary of, of Pixar that's out there that I kind of watched. And uh, I mean, it's interesting. It gives a nice look into it. I mean, it's pretty by the numbers TV documentary, if that makes any sense. Hmm where it's like you've seen countless of other things like this talking about businesses and things like that. Um, but as we go on and we talk more about these movies, um, you'll just kind of be able to piece kind of the Pixar story together through that, I think. Um, but do you have any fun facts listed down? I think the one that just stands out to me is um, Billy Crystal was offered, it was like the first choice that they wanted for Buzz Lightyear and he turned it down. <laughs> Which I can't even imagine what that would be like. Like that seems, I mean, obviously. Well, the first, the first draft of the script, like John Lasseter hated it. He said that there was no likable characters and that like, it was a whole different route that they were going down. So I wonder if that's what they kind of pitched him Mm. was when it was in that early stages. And he was just like, ah, nah, not for me. But didn't he say like, that was something that he always yeah, regretted, one of his biggest just regrets, got to be... but I mean, it kind of worked out in his favor because now he's, you know, he's Mike Wazowski, so. I mean, Woody and Mike are... Well, yeah, they're icon. I think it That's like Mount Rushmore of Pixar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Sully and, you know, and Mike are... It's tough to say who the main character is, but when I think... Of, when you even just hear his voice, it's hard... For I think yeah. a younger audience to like see him in any other movies because they're like that's that's Mike Wazowski. Yeah. So I I man, dude, I can't wait for Monsters Inc. It's been a fat minute since I've seen that, but I've been seeing clips pop up here and there. Oh yeah. Mike Wazowski is the goaded dude. He's, <laughs> he's, he's one of the best characters ever. I'm not even talking about in animation, dude. This guy is legendary. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing I really else I want to say about Buzz Lightyear before we actually get into the story um, is that as a kid, I had no idea that Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear. You know, I think that we all kind of know um, Tom Hanks's voice, and I. As a kid, I had no idea who Don Rickles was, but, you know, these familiar um, voices, like, I had an idea of who they were, but with Buzz Lightyear, Mm -hmm. it just didn't click for me for whatever reason, and I had watched Home Improvement growing up, I had watched Santa Claus, you know, and I knew who Tim Allen was, and for whatever reason, it just never clicked. Like, honestly, when I got older, I thought it was George Clooney, and then I found out it was Tim Allen, and I'm like, what? That's Buzz Lightyear? I was kind of the same way. I remember, like, it wasn't, like, too far. It was when I started, you know, thinking for myself that age. But I was, like, I knew Tom Hanks was Woody. And then, I, like you said, I watched Home Improvement on Nick at Night. I watched Santa Claus every single uh, year at Christmas. And it just never crossed my mind. And then when it did, like, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. That That's Tim Allen. I always thought, like, oh, they got Tom Hanks, so they really couldn't get anyone else big for it, you know? It's one of those things, mm-hmm. but then you get two big names 
back to back. Um, my young, my young brain couldn't comprehend it at first. Uh, but yeah, Tim Allen, dude, he's great. I, yeah, him and and it's it's interesting because it's like Woody's such an interesting role in this movie because he's kind of like the villain. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For like ninety percent of this movie, so. That's something that I always get kind of reminded of when I'm watching it. It's honestly to the point, and we'll talk about it when we break down the movie. But like, there's some stuff that's if I was Woody, is almost. Uh, <laughs> but he for he has he has a big heart, man. Because forgiving some of this stuff, mm-hmm. I, I I would not. And you jump to Toy Story two, and everyone's buddy buddy. It's like, dude, you just threw me out of the back <laughs> of a truck. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I think that Toy Story One gets kind of a bad rep from some people just because it scared the crap out of them when they were kids. <laughs> like it was like, there's some frightening stuff in this movie, but I think that almost yeah, adds I... to it. You know, we see movies like I don't know, for example, uh, Jojo Rabbit came out last year and we loved it because it's this this comedy, right? It's full of laughs and all that stuff, but it's also you know it has some really sad moments. So I think those movies that kind of pack multiple things in there, it's not just one thing. It's not just a kid's movie. And not the, what does that even mean? You know, that that's not really anything. But this movie, it's got some scary parts, but then it's got some redeeming qualities too. I, I don't know. It's a full journey. That you, and only an hour and what, 15 minutes maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It's such a journey in such a little amount of time. I mean, the scenes in the backyard, the scenes in Sid's house are, like, so etched in my brain because they were scary as a kid. That it's just, like, hey, whatever you got to do. But, like, honestly, like, thinking about behind the scenes, them, like, being, <laughs> they're, like, you know what? I know this is marketing towards kids, but look what we're about to throw into Sid's room real quick. This freaking baby doll with all the hair cut off, and he's got these crab like. <laughs> what the hell that's how they came up <laughs> with the that's how they came up with the idea for <laughs> monsters you scaring the adults because they're like we already did it with toy story we one. already did it yeah we know what's going on. <laughs> uh, anyway let's uh let's get in let's dive right in let's do it dude okay so we start and we're looking at uh a beautiful blue sky with clouds um we soon realize that it is the wallpaper in andy's room uh Oh, yeah. Hammer tilts down, and we're looking at this western like scene. Um, there's cardboard boxes with like saloon colored on it. And, you know, we're, we, we start to figure out, okay, we're in a little town, you know, kids playing in his room. Um, and we see that Mr. Potato Head is basically like robbing this town. Um, he's got a gun, like a toy gun taped to his hand. Um, Andy's playing with, uh, he's got all, he's got Bo Peep out there. He's got, there's a bunch of sheep. There's all, I all basically just put all of his random toys into this one scene. And Mr. Potato Head, yeah. um, you, we've even seen a sign that says wanted $50 billion reward. <laughs> um, billion spelled wrong. It's freaking money. Um, he, you know, Mr. Potato Head says, empty that safe. And I think that this is just like, this isn't even really that funny, but watching it again, it just made me laugh. Um, that the safe is like his piggy bank, which is the character Ham. Um, and they literally, you know, he's just dumping out the change in there. Um, I don't know why that made me laugh so much. but No, there's a lot of small character stuff that's just great in this movie. Yeah, so money comes out and then there's, it's such a weird thing. 
that like when he says, Oh, money, 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 money. That's like so fried into my brain. Like I know, dude. There's like these small things that are just in it. Yeah. It's so like as soon as it was said, it would it's like Ratatouille scene, dude. I'm sent back to the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. We're like thirty seconds in and I'm already Okay. Um <laughs> uh Woody shows up. Uh, they're having a bit of a standoff, you know, good guy versus bad guy. Uh, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head says, uh, "You're gonna have to get through my attack dog." So then he brings in Slinky, um, and then Woody counters that with, "Oh yeah, well you'll have to get through my dinosaur." So you know, it's just you know, a kid's imagination is so awesome, and I think that in 30 seconds, you know, we we've all been just sunken back to when we were six or five or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know it's the story like logically you're like wow this is a this is a mess of a situation but but it's like yeah we've done all of that before you know like we've i messed with spider-man and batman and thrown them all together woody's in there too yeah you just you had a random bunny so yeah um, i think that that's great and obviously um woody ends up saving the day in this little scenario and they uh end up putting mr potato in jail and i love that the jail is like his little baby sister's crib so it's got like the bars Mm -hmm. on it and like just the way that they film that i think is really great because it's like they put him in there and then you kind of you know goes out and you see oh it's a crib um Mm -hmm. it's freaking money man i freaking love it um and the fact that they kind of recreate this down the road is is awesome it is indeed it is indeed but this is kind of this is our first little taste of all these little characters but uh then we get a we get a montage of uh andy uh playing with with woody and all of his toys and we get the the first little taste of you got a friend in me hell yeah um i don't know what it is dude as soon as i hear that music and i start watching these uh montages it hits me good, dude. <laughs> really, I didn't really get that emotional watching this one, except for this moment. Um, really, I, it was the it was the same exact feeling when we watched Toy Story Four. There's that montage at the beginning of him playing with the toys mm-hmm. throughout the years, and whatever it is, man, it freaking it's like well, it's like PTSD. <laughs> well, it's like they almost like it's like a, a like the best luck in the world that with this song, like even some of the lyrics would lend itself great to when it gets to the later stories down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's even, there's like something about friend to the end or something like that. And then just thinking about how that, how that moment's used. And it's, it's just a different appreciation of this movie from watching like the later ones. Cause just how that line's used in like Toy Story 3. You think they plan that? Or do you think repurpose. that like while they're no, doing no Toy Story 3, they it. they're like, Oh wow, we we're pretty good at this thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that well for sure. I think because Toy Toy Story two was I mean that's supposed to be it, and then Lee Unkrich or whatever pitched Toy Story three when how many years later? Twelve years later from Toy Story two, and you get that. So it's just like where I think they're able to find these nuggets um, that they kind of nuggets of gold that they just kind of unearthed back in the day. And they're able to repurpose it for some reason only in the Toy Story franchise. 
like their other movie like their other sequels and stuff are some of them are great some of them are good most of them are just good right but like something about toy stories they always come out swinging man they're always like no we're pixar we're gonna make a freaking five-star movie right Mm -hmm. now um and it's just interesting and just seeing and like this is it this first opening montage is the beginning of all that which is just it's crazy to go back and watch it I don't know, man. My heart's getting heavy just thinking about it. Anyway, we get this <laughs> montage. Andy's running all throughout the house, and we end up in the living room. Um, we see his mom for the first time, and she basically we see that there's all these decorations set up. And mom tells Andy, "Hey, go get, uh, go get your sister, because uh, it's uh, time for your party, pretty much. Or all you know, people are almost going to be here." Um, and at this moment, I think is really interesting, too, because we even noticed that they're doing some really unique camera stuff, too, because, you know, it goes from wides and, you know, normal stuff. But we get like a POV of him running up the stairs and we get a lot of POV oh, yeah. shots in this movie. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool that they're really, you know, they're mixing it up in there. Like, it's honestly directed really well. Like, there's a lot of like quick uh, pans and stuff to for some of the snappy dialogue. Sure. And I was very impressed with yeah. it. Yeah, so Andy goes upstairs. Obviously, he drops Woody off on his bed. Um, he leaves, and this is kind of our first uh, taste that the toys are alive. You know, Woody stands up, and uh, he basically rallies the troops uh, for a meeting. Um, this is when we we already get, you know, some good stuff from Mr. Potato Head. And uh, when he's, like, alive, he's he's pissed mm-hmm. because... Um, obviously he was the bad guy in the previous story and the baby sister was three and up three and up it says it right on my box (laughs) so he's of course mr potato head you can take out his eyes and his ears and his mustache and so he's just literally he's just a mess um and he's pissed because uh yeah he just got torn to pieces by this baby anyway because can we talk about can we talk about how great and it's just it's just taken for granted now. But like, how great of a concept Toy Story is! Like, where as soon as it kicks into them being alive, mm-hmm. like you get a sense that this is an operation, like this is their jobs, and just that whole dynamic is fantastic. And like how Woody's kind of the de facto leader, and all this stuff, and how he organizes these play date things, and they got plans that they go through. Mm-hmm. And like everything with like the etch a sketch and him grabbing the toy with the uh, microphone on it and stuff like that. It's just like, it's so smart, dude. And we like take it for granted because it's just been around for our entire childhood. But like them coming up with those beats and stuff like that is just fantastic and just kind of showed the talent that was involved in the studio. It's freaking money, dude. Um, like I said previously, uh, Woody's kind of going to every toy saying, getting, telling them to get ready for the staff meeting that they want to have. Um, we cut back to Mr. Potato Head, and now he's kind of got his face like back to normal, but it's still like totally messed up. Um, it's almost all sideways. Um, and he says, Look, I'm Picasso. <laughs> and I, and uh, Rex, I think it was, it's either Rex or Ham. They don't know who he's talking about. It's Ham. Ham. He doesn't know who he's talking about. And that's when we get the awesome, you uncultured swine. Uh, so right away, they're just swinging for the fences because this is just, <laughs> just to think that, like, 
they they just put like it's just a quick shot right it has no bearing <laughs> on the story at all but they were just so proud of that joke that they had to put it in <laughs> <laughs> like they had to animate that and that's what adds to it is that they're like oh this is genius and it is it's something that's quoted i think most probably i use it all the time out of toy yeah, story absolutely yeah. um we kind of in the first five minutes, sure, maybe. Sure, we see the uh, the initial bond of Woody and Slinky, um, the dog. That's the yeah. Um, it, we can just see that they have some sort of a partnership. You know, as soon as he kind of gets his attention, uh, the Slinky dog, he um, pulls out like some checkers and he's getting ready to play. He's like, "No, you know, it's time for a meeting, but there's going to be some bad news." And of course, uh, the doc says, he says, bad news. And then everybody looks, they're like, what? He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just, you know, everybody get ready for a normal meeting as usual. Um, I think there's a great part here where um, Woody sees the Etch-A-Sketch and they do like a standoff. And yeah. the Etch-A-Sketch draws a gun. You know, it's just awesome little stuff like it's that. It's just in my brain forever, dude. Mm-hmm. That's when... Uh, isn't that when we first meet Rex, too, where he does a roar? Yeah, he drops down in front yep, of Yep, Woody. tries to give us a little jump scare. And then we, we see Rex's actual voice, which, honestly, I think the voice work for Rex is really, really good. Because when I think of that actor, you know, I think of stuff more, like, annoying, like, inconceived, like, angry all the time. Whereas with this, it's like, you yeah. can tell he's always anxious all the time you know and i think that they do a really good job of like just showing that because that's like uh that guy's voice i just think of once but he's kind of got one note that he does all the time and this is kind of a different side of that which i think works really well i agree uh we also see woody meets bo peep and there's a little bit of a romance there she uh there's there's some there's some steam coming on here uh, she oh, she's yeah, mentioning maybe. somebody else watching her sheep for the night. Maybe they can do something. And I'm like, what is happening here? Anyway, um, and got busy. I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they have uh they have this meeting. Um, Woody starts off saying, "Does everybody have a moving buddy?" And of course, everybody's like, "Moving buddy." Rex yells. He says, "I didn't know we were supposed to have those yet." Um, and everyone's like, "Oh, we don't need that." Blah 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 blah. But then we we then learned that the family plans on moving within a week. So, like you said, this is a very organized situation, um, and they want to be as efficient as possible when it comes to moving from house A to house B. They don't want anybody left behind. Um, yeah. Uh, the next thing I think that this is—I don't know why this made me laugh. Um, but what he says, uh, he brings up Tuesday night's plastic, uh, corrosion meeting was a success. <laughs> I'm like, this is so obnoxious. That's why I love it, dude. It's just genius. Like how they have this whole little freaking world here. It's good, dude. It's good. Um, but then, you know, Woody gets the bad news. He's like, you know how, uh, Andy's birthday party is coming up and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it's uh, it's today. And Mr. Potato Head is like, what? What is it? You know, he's just calling out the mom, saying all kinds of things under the moon, uh, saying stuff like, what? His birthday's next week. What kind of woman <laughs> is this? You know, it's just uh, slink. Oh, dude, this is maybe I couldn't believe it. 
It's like when you rewatch Shrek and you notice all the adult jokes in it when you're way older, but when you were a kid, it, you didn't even notice it at all. But obviously, Mr. Potato Head is giving some heavy pushback. And Slinky <laughs> is saying, like, no, you know, if Woody says that it's going to be okay, then I think we should all just take a second and calm down because it's going to be okay. And he takes his But while he's saying that, it cuts back to Mr. Potato Head, and he's taking his mouth <laughs> off. It, 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 <laughs> he's putting it on his butt. He's kissing ass, dude. <laughs> Oh, dude. Really? Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Good. It's like, that was just all animation. No. Oh, man. It's just great. It's good, dude. Money. Um, they're all worried pretty much that, you know, normally it, they're nervous because it's a birthday party. So that means that Andy could get new toys and they're all worried about being replaced. You know, uh, Rex is the first person to say, you know, though the party's today, he says, I, I don't know if I can take that kind of rejection. Uh, I think that's freaking great. But, you know, this whole argument is kind of interrupted by Ham, who says that they're here. So everybody runs up and climbs up by the window. Uh, there's even another Mr. Potato Head little gag here because he's kind of short in comparison to everyone else. And since they're all packed up against the window, he can't see. So then he Pops he takes eyes. out both of his eyes out and he's holding them up with his hands so you can see over the crowd. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we, uh, oh man, this is just great because they're sitting there looking out the window. They're seeing kids walk up to the house. Rex is saying, are there any dino shaped ones? <laughs> and the rest of them, uh, you know, people are saying, oh my gosh, they keep getting bigger. And, there's you know, a small one. Then he turns. Yeah, kid turns the super long, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, they're freaking out." Um, yeah, uh, it's just they're they're all completely petrified that they could soon be replaced, or there could be another toy that's Andy's favorite, or whatever. Uh, but Woody again calms people down. He's like, "I'm going to send the troops. It's going to be fine. You know, they're they're the best people we have for this, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know, it's everything's going to be okay." So, but I there's even a great little line here where Woody says, "Oh, save your batteries, save your batteries. It's gonna be okay." Uh, so that's just that's freaking money. Um, but then we get a nice. This is one of those scenes that also just takes me back to like the first time I watched. Yeah, I don't know why it like, stuck it's with like me, in but my the, brain, dude. Yeah, the the army troops or whatever kind of troop. What kind of what are those dudes called? Oh, man, I don't know, but they're just army men. Yeah, the little green army men that, you know, you see in any classic playset. But uh, they go from the bedroom and they maneuver their way downstairs to kind of the main, I guess, party area. I mean, their their goal is to kind of hide in like these big plants so you can't see them. But yeah, they use a jump rope to to go down. There's people using parachutes. uh of course, whenever a kid shows up, they got to freeze. We see that one of the the army men is pretty roughed up. Um, he does the classic, you know, go on without me. Sarge well, says, you know. There's like that go. shot where the mom walks out and steps on him, right? And then she kicks yeah. him all over. That's another yep, scene yep. that for some reason is just ingrained in my brain. Like as it was happening, it's like I remember every single beat to this <laughs> A little shot. It seems here. like a like a like a real Nick Talon situation. Was your brother like that? <laughs> what leaving toys everywhere? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
He couldn't uh, care about anyone but himself, man. Still doesn't. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Sarge then... Ha- well, this is actually kind of a nice suspenseful moment, too. Because as Sarge is, you know, the, the guy says, Oh, go on without me. He says, no good soldier, leave somebody behind. So he's kind of got his arm around it and dragging him to the rest of the troops that are hiding in this plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see a big bouncy ball rolls into the room. And we're thinking, uh-oh, we can hear the dog coming. So then, you know, uh, it's kind of built up as a little suspenseful thing. Are they going to make it there in time? Is the dog going to start chewing on them? But, of course, they do. They get in there, and um, they have a whole operation where they have a walkie-talkie, and they're looking at all the new toys. they got binoculars uh, while the rest of the toys upstairs have the other side of the walkie-talkie, and they're just waiting to hear um, what all the new presents are. Uh, we, we cut to the toys, um, and they say, oh, it's time for the first present. And Mr. Potato Head says, uh, Mrs. Potato Head, please. You know, she's like, Mrs. Mrs. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head. Um, the first present is Lunchbox. Second present, you know, they're all relieved. They say, yeah, it's a Lunchbox. And they're like, oof, okay, okay. Say second present, it is bed sheets, and then you know they're like bed sheets. <laughs> Who invited that? Yeah, Mr. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he's freaking. He's money. He's freaking money. Um, we then uh, we it kind of fades. You know, we're getting towards the end of the presents. We see the stack uh, dwindle. It was really high at one point. Now you know, down to nothing. They're on the last present. And it's a board game. And everybody, you know, is celebrating. So, you know, everybody's cheering, you know, job well done. You know, we got another year pretty much with these same group of toys. Everybody's everybody's good. But then the mother kind of, uh, she has a surprise for Andy, you know. And the sergeant's like, oh, what? There's a, there's a surprise. Mother's got another present. So then they're all freaking out again, and Rex is like, what is it? What is it? And he goes to grab the walkie-talkie to turn it up, and he drops it, and the batteries fall out. So then they can't, they're not getting anything. And this is really built up, because we don't know what the toy is, and we can't hear it. Um, And everybody, it's just a disaster. Everybody's having a terrible time putting these batteries back into the walkie-talkie. Yeah, what he's like, plus is positive, minus is negative. You know, first Rex is trying to do it, and he's just, you know, I love him to death. But he's completely useless. Like, I'll scoot over. (laughs) Yeah. Also, nothing. Um, And uh, while this is happening, you get another great one. He says, "Oh, you big lizard!" Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's good. That's good. They finally fixed the the walkie-talkie, and they they missed it. They're not sure what toy it is, but um. They hear that the kids are coming upstairs. So, you know, Woody yells, everybody back to your places. So they go to the places that they were originally at before Andy left. Woody climbs up on on the bed and uh, kids run in and um, they knock Woody off the, or Andy knocks Woody off the bed, puts the new toy on there. Mom calls all the kids for for cake or for games or whatever. So then all the kids run out again. And now it's just them all kind of peeking out, wondering, what is this new toy? 
They're like, where's Woody at? Because of you know his spot is always on top of the bed. That's that's Andy's favorite toy. He's got uh, he's got Woody sheets. He's got posters everywhere. That's like that's his dude. And Woody's climbing out from under the bed, obviously, because he fell off. And uh, he's like, oh no, I was you know I was over there for uh, for a purpose. You know, he doesn't tell everyone that he got hit off. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, super super suspenseful part. But Woody. Um, starts to climb up the bed, and this—I think this shot might be one of my favorite of the movie for sure, um, because it's—it's it's not even a tilt because the camera itself is just going up, but we see like the edge of the bed, and we see Woody's head rise, and then we see two feet standing there, mm-hmm. and then the camera goes up, and we just get the full outline of this new space ranger toy and that would be mr buzz lightyear of star command uh, of star command and we even get a great shot here too from buzz's perspective because we get another pov of him like looking at the new location that he's in mm-hmm. but there's also a reflection coming from like inside of his uh, glass helmet i was gonna bring that for- up and it's pretty impressive like for the first cg animated movie that they're already messed with reflections with his visor and everything and it comes back multiple times throughout the movie yeah yeah it's um it's great yeah i kinda, <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than it's, it's like i could i couldn't believe it when i said i mean i guess these are the little things that you don't really think about when you're when you're just watching a movie like this, you know, those little details like a reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to skip over the line, but um, I guess before Woody even climbed up, um, he, you know, he's calming everybody down again. Oh, it's just a mistake. You know, it'll be a toy. It won't be any big deal to Andy. And they basically say, well, that mistake is sitting in your spot, which I think that's a nice little, mm-hmm. nice little dig. But, uh, Regardless, you know, Buzz is trying to figure out his location. He's telling his coordinates to whoever he would be talking to. Star um, Command. Star Command. He notices that his ship is uh, broken. And he's like, oh, this is going to take weeks to fix. Which is, I think is great because it's literally just like a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we get the meme line here. Hit me with it. Uh, and there's no sign of intelligent life anywhere. And as he says it, boom. Woody, Woody shows up. And then Buzz goes into like his karate freaking he's doing a couple karate moves like Mac from It's Always Sunny. And uh, he's got his laser pointer from his arm pointing at Woody. You know, he's just on the defense. And, you know, Woody's trying to calm him down. Hey, you know, because Woody... Everybody in this room knows that they're a toy. They have a specific job. Their goal is to, you know, make Andy happy. They're they're a team. But from this point, we notice that Buzz doesn't realize he's a toy. And that's the whole dynamic of the movie. Is mm-hmm. that, uh, and that's why they don't get along at all. Is because Buzz becomes Andy's, like, new favorite toy. And it's just so arrogant because he doesn't even realize that he is a toy. He thinks he yeah. is the space ranger. But Buzz notices that, you know, Woody is a sheriff. He's got the little little sheriff thing on it on his shirt. So he's like, Oh, local law enforcement. You know, he introduces himself. He's uh Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. 
universe protection unit. Uh, his ship is crash landed. You know, he gives them the whole thing. But Buzz even has a great line here because he's like, do you guys still use fossil fuels or have you learned how to use this stuff yet? Which yeah. I think is kind of, that's kind of great. That's aged pretty well. I love, um, I love the, like when he says local law enforcement, it's like about time you showed us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck, this freaking guy. Um, then, you know, the rest of the toys get up on the bed. And he's like, you know, these these people is what he's like yeah i know these people so buzz is like okay permission to come aboard pretty much and <laughs> all the other um all the other toys get up there we hear people saying oh i'm so glad you're not a dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they're they're kind of like this is their first time seeing a like a, I guess a modern toy like this work, you know, Woody has a string that you pull on the back of him that gets him to talk, but, you know, Buzz has these buttons on his chest and, you know, just high quality, you know, you press this button um, by his heart and he's got these wings that pop out, you know, he's, he's state of the art for sure. And Ham, oh, yeah. um, Ham makes an effort of noticing that, you know, we hear, uh, we press, they press the buttons and Buzz says something like, look at that quality sound system in there. <laughs> Ham's like, it must be copper wiring. <laughs> He's like, where are you from? Uh, Singapore, Hong Kong? Um, and, you know, they just. Taiwan, baby. Yeah, he's totally, an- Woody's totally annoyed. And, uh, <laughs> because they're like, oh, man, he's got a laser. Woody, you don't have a laser. It's like he's a space ranger. It's lit. It's just a light. It's just a little light that turns on. <laughs> and, he's, and Mr. Potato, it sounds like laser envy to me. <laughs> uh, it's just <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, this kind of the everybody's first um, first little taste of meeting Buzz, and you know Buzz, like we said before, has these awesome wings, and you know he thinks that he can fly and. Everyone's like, oh, really? You know, they want to see it. And Woody is just, you know, he's dead set on. He can't, he's a toy. He can't fly. He can't do any of that stuff. So then we get an awesome little POV from Buzz going to kind of prove that he's a badass. And that's what he does. He does this whole thing where he jumps off the bed and he's, you know, riding a, a race car on this track and he's flying up in the air, grabbing the ceiling fan. He's doing all different kinds. He's not necessarily flying, but he, you know, he, he makes a, a good first impression. Some may um, say he's uh, falling with style. <gasps> he, is indeed, he is indeed. Anyway, we go from kind of this first impression to another montage of Andy playing with Woody. You know, we get another glimpse of the posters on the walls and the bed sheets, and we slowly start to see um, him start to play with Buzz a little more. And we see that the posters start to change. We see that now, the bed sheets are now Buzz Lightyear sheets. Now, I can never remember the lyrics to this song, but the instrumentation in this whole montage is another thing that's like permanently stuck in my brain. Like, oh, ding, ding, ding. And then now all the posters are changed. Oh my god! It's for some reason as soon as it happened, once again another freaking Ratatouille moment, dude. Yeah, I'm just brought yeah. back to little baby Nate. No, ignorant to the world. Now I'm. We cut back to 24 year old coronavirus quarantine. You know. <laughs> no, in times like this, we need movies like Toy Story. 
<laughs> we gotta true. go back to our we gotta go back to our roots so we can <laughs> rebuild <true>. ourselves. <laughs> Remind us of the glory of the human race, you know. Yeah. We gotta this start back peak. from square one. Um <laughs> uh, Okay, so um, Montage. Montage is over. You know, we, we kinda zoom in on a treasure chest and Woody pops out of there. You know, he's no longer the toy that's always on the bed. You know, he's kind of in the, he's riding shotgun. So he's in the treasure chest with all the other toys or wherever you would put them. This is a, another great line. Cause he's like, where the heck is my, my hat at? And then that's when the shark pops up wearing his yep. hat. He says, I'm Woody. Hurry, 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 hurry. He goes, howdy, howdy, howdy. That's once yeah. again, permanently in my brain as well. For sure. The rest of that shark guy never shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance as long as I'm concerned. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. This part made me laugh. Anyway, um, Woody and Buzz, of course, get into a uh, another argument. You know, Buzz is working on his ship, and um, these these two just can't get along. And oh, I think what does that he say? Fact... He's like, he's like, I need a universal bonding strip, <laughs> and they're like, get the tape. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the little pit crew going on. Yeah. Oh, he's got everybody on the side at this point. And what he's just not having it. And I think the thing that annoys him the most is just that he doesn't even realize he's a toy. You know, he can't. It's not even the fact that he's just not appreciating that. I guess his job as a as a toy in this house, he, yeah. you know, he's kind of almost taking it for granted, even though yeah. he's kind of clueless at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Woody's fed up and he presses a little button on on Buzz, and then the helmet flies off, and Buzz freaks out. He's like, <gasps> you know, he gets down on the ground, and he realizes, he's like, what? This air is not toxic. And he, you know, he freaks out and says, you know, how, oh, you know, what could have happened if uh, you never want to press that on a space, a space ranger? Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a whole thing. Quick aside, um, quick aside, did you ever watch the Buzz Lightyear cartoon, like the animated series? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I've seen episodes of it, but I never, like, I can't okay. say I watched the whole show or anything. No, yeah, I didn't either. I just remember watching it on Toon Disney. Pretty good show, actually. I enjoyed my time as a ch- child watching it. Interesting. I don't, I think not, that, isn't the animation a little Plus, different? Dude. No, well, it's, yeah, it's 2D animation. Um, I think I remember watching Plus, it, and man. I'm like, this doesn't feel the same. Well, my my interpretation of it is this would be the show that would be in-universe, yeah, in yeah, Toy that'd, Story, that'd be that like what sell. they were watching. Yeah, I think when I think of Buzz, I kind of liked it in the sense he's somewhat clueless, also exactly. kind of a punching bag. Whereas yeah, in that show, is. he's obviously the main, you know, yeah, dude, cool the, protagonist. Think, think Buzz in the intro of Toy Story too. You know, yeah, we'll get um, that though. This is the. Um, this is the first time that we're introduced to the neighbor. Um, they all go out to uh, they climb up to the window to look again. You know, Buzz has no idea what what's going on, but um, we see that there's a like a toy soldier tied to like a rocket, pretty much next door. Mm-hmm. And Buzz is like, "What the heck's going on over there?" And then um, he's like, "That's Sid," and they're all looking through binoculars too. So you know, Buzz takes the binoculars and he kind of goes to the right and he's like well he sure is a hairy fella 
And he's looking at the dog. They're like, no, no, that's not Sid. And they look up, and then we see this little motherfucker. This this horrible child with a shaved head with a black t-shirt with a skull on it. Just just looks like a horrible teenager. He's just, he's trouble. And we then see the demise of this freaking toy dude which is also a good shot because if it's a wide and all them looking out the window and then as as soon as we hear the explosion they all you know jump out of the way and then we see these little toy parts flying up Mm -hmm. past the window which man that got some distance dude that's what i'm saying i'm like geez they needed binoculars even to see what was going on (laughs) and i'm like that looks like way more parts than that little Toy yeah. even has, but anyway, I'm not. It was actually a yet. human being as well. Yeah, they just sure. didn't show that part. <laughs> um, we uh, we then get interrupted by Andy's mom, who basically says, "You know, it's time for dinner. We're going to Pizza Planet, uh, but you can only bring one toy." And Dang, everybody, what? I know, I know, and everybody already knows that it's going to be Buzz, and I think Woody kind of is expecting that too but he grabs a magic eight ball and he's he's, am i going to be the one that gets picked and the magic eight ball says don't count on it (laughs) he's like what don't count on it and he throws it and it rolls off the little desk that they're on that's right next to the window and it kind of falls in the crack which it's like that would have to be a huge crack for this to happen but anyway yeah he get he get but Woody gets an idea, and I don't even know necessarily what he's trying to do here. Maybe you can kind of help me through this. But he basically runs over to Buzz, all helpless. Buzz, Buzz, can you help? There's a toy that's trapped, but we need your help, blah, 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 blah. So Buzz goes over, and he's looking. He's standing kind of by, yeah, he's standing by the edge of the desk and the wall. So he's kind of looking between that gap. Yeah. What's falling behind there? He's like, what? I don't see anything. Meanwhile, on the other side of the desk, the RC car is sitting there, and he's, like, asleep. But Woody grabs a controller for him and is, like, trying to point him at Buzz. So, obviously, we know where he's trying to, like, hit Buzz. But is he trying he, to make I, him he, fall behind there? Yeah, he wanted him to fall in the crack so that Andy couldn't find him, and then he'd take Woody by default. Gotcha. Okay. But instead... Car wakes up. Um, Buzz notices what's happening as the car's flying towards him. Buzz dives out of the way. Um, this part, I think, is money. Um, the RC car kind of hits, uh, I don't even know what it would be called. It's got those little cork board things. Yeah. yeah. What are those called? Cork board things. Cork board things. But as soon as they hit it, you know, it, it hits up against the wall and then all the tacks fall and Buzz is like, sheltered down i'm like oh dude that's freaking money um uh it, that caught, place yeah it's it's sweet it's i think it's cool as the tax are flying stabbing into the desk but um as that happens that also they also hit a globe and then a globe is coming towards buzz and it's kind of like that raiders of the lost ark thing oh there's um, classic hollywood references all over this Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, Buzz, as he gets tripped up on, um, I don't know what, but uh, he dives out of the way of the of the globe. And uh, one thing leads to another. Lamp gets swung. 
Woody dives out of the way. It hits Buzz, and Buzz flies out of the freaking window, dude. Rest and we peace. get a Wilhelm. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, now we're in a dilemma. Because the RC car was awake, which I don't know how he would sleep through this. But anyway, the RC car tells the other toys that Woody did this on purpose. And he's like, no, I didn't mean for him to go out the window. I was, you know, I just wanted... And they all basically kind of gang up on Woody and plan to take... His ass out. Yeah, dang, dude. What the heck? I know. This is kind of frightening, too. Um, But um, anyway, Andy obviously is walking upstairs because they said that he can bring one toy. All the toys, you know, play dead again. And he can't find Buzz, so he does end up taking Woody. Um, We cut outside to Andy walking up to the car. He gets in the back seat. But meanwhile, we see that Buzz had fallen into a bush that is right below the window. So he's, you know, he's good. Um, But he notices that Andy has Woody. So he then climbs into the car with them and they take off for Pizza Planet. But they have to stop at a gas station. And when they do... um, Actually, there's a nice little back and forth between Andy and his mom where he says, oh, mom, can I help? He's like, sure, I'll let you, you know, pump the gas. And you want to drive back, too? <laughs> like that. Um, but they the, both... So the gas station is Dynaco. Is that brought up in cars at all? Yeah, that's like the big. Okay. I'm pretty sure. That's, that's what the, I thought. That's what, like, King, isn't he King, the blue dude? Don't ask me any questions about cars. That's the peak of my knowledge. <laughs> It's all yeah. I think Dynaco is like the big brand that they wanna awesome. they wanna like sign him to at the end. Awesome. Um, so that little reference there is pretty great. But um, obviously, uh, Woody's looking up at the. There's a little. What are those things called? The little holes in the top of the cars. Sunroof. Sunroofs. He's looking up there. He's playing dead. But then he notices there's a figure that is kind of looking at him and he's like what the heck and then buzz jumps down and he thinks he's like yeah he's totally relieved because he's like oh this is how i'm gonna get out of this you know he's alive everybody won't think i'm a freaking murderer um (laughs) we're (laughs) we're good but obviously buzz just isn't having it he's like you know normally in these situations People would want revenge, but on my planet, revenge is something is something that we we don't do or we're against. He's like, yeah. oh, well, thank God. And Buzz looks at him a little closer and he says, but we're not on my planet. Not on my planet. Yeah. Boom. So he tackles them and they fly out the door and, you know, they're they're fighting back and forth. And they're, they're now at this, Yeah, they're underneath the car at this point and there's a bunch of great gags because uh, they're mm-hmm. punching each other and obviously they're made of rubber and plastic yeah. so like when he punches him in the face it makes like a squeaky noise like yeah they, you know what he climbs on permanently permanently in my brain is when he's punching buzz in the buzz and he goes like buzz buzz buzz, buzz. <laughs> it's like in my brain forever um, just that sound effect yeah there's you know there's a great part where he, he punches buzz in the face but buzz closes his helmet so his mm-hmm. hand gets stuck in there um Problem is the well choreographed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, 
I think I saw similar things in the most recent Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> I knew, I knew, it. I didn't know if you were gonna go that or you gonna freak up. <laughs> you don't know my life. Anyway, um, unfortunately, while they're they're fighting, um, Andy and his mom get back in the car and they take off. This is also when we get a glimpse of the back license plate, which says A one one three. God damn right it does. Do you want to let us know what that means? What the significance yeah, it of was, that is? Uh, man, I can't remember the exact. It was like a room in college or whatever where a lot of these um, animators kind of learn how to animate in college. Uh, room A113. So it just pops up now. And then it just kind of got ingrained in Pixar lore and in the offices of Pixar as the Pixar number. So it just pops up all over the place in Pixar movies. And we'll try to bring out and reference them when we see them in these movies as we go along with the season. But yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, you know, they, the arguing doesn't stop there. Um, this is when we get the classic, a you toy. are a toy, a child's plaything. So you're a sad, sad little they, man. They get into it my... pretty... Perfect dude. Um, uh... Well, you know, they, they decided to go their separate ways, but Woody notices that the Pizza Planet, um, like, delivery truck pulls up next to them at the gas station. He's thinking, oh, that's where Andy's going. This is our way. So he says, buzz, buzz, you know, and this is also a great shot because buzz is pretty far away at this point. And they do a nice little rack focus mm-hmm. shot. Hello, There's even a great honey. shot, too, when they're kind of arguing or whatever where it's, Buzz looking up at the stars, and then Woody goes over and joins him. That shot is money. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looks really freaking good yeah, for nineteen ninety five. Good stuff for sure. Um, but you know, Buzz is, doesn't care about Andy at all. But the the Pizza Planet logo yeah. is like a spaceship, which is on top of the car. Um, so Woody basically tells him that that's the way that he's gonna be able to fly back to mm-hmm. wherever he came from, you know, so he talks him into it and they get in the car and um, there's like, a, like, there's a gag of, oh, we know we got to go in the back, you know, it'll be safer in there and Buzz doesn't <laughs> listen. He goes in front of, you know, right through the front window and regardless, yeah, regardless, not a great car ride for Woody because He's thrown in the back, almost like a trunk area, and he's, he's flopping just getting around. demolished back there by like toolboxes, and yeah, it's just a freaking nightmare. Um, but anyway, they show up to Pizza Planet, and um, Woody is obviously you know looking like a hawk for Andy, but Buzz is just you know he's in cloud nine, and he's like, "What a space one station!" Thing, you know, everything. One thing like, I wanted to point out is when they're sneaking into Pizza Planet, and like Woody's in the cup. And Buzz is in the freaking oh, yeah. burger box. When they talk to each other, they, mm-hmm. they like use the utensils with it. So like Woody turns the straw over and points at Buzz and is moving the straw up and down. And then Buzz, when he talked, he like opens the burger box. Completely unnecessary, but hilarious nonetheless. So I just appreciate it. I like when oh, they're yeah. running and it looks like it almost looks like Pac Man, mm-hmm. you know, with the hamburger box oh, opening yeah. and closing. Um it's freaking great. Um, but Woody, I think Woody even does see Andy and his mom, and he's trying to run that way. That, at this point, they're kind of hiding behind, like, arcade games and that sort of thing. Um, 
but Buzz just has his eyes locked on this huge uh, spaceship, which ends up being one of those games that you put. Core has got like the big claw. Um, what the heck are those even called? Uh, the claw game. We'll go with the claw game. Um, its shape is pretty much the Pizza Planet logo, which is a big rocket. So Buzz climbs in the part where you would pull out the toy and what he has to chase after him. Um, the place is filled with, uh, they're all the same toy. So it's like, if you lose this game, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but they're all like little squishy rubber. Well, aliens. it's not the, fa- okay. We will, we'll bring this up too when we get further down, but the claw game is almost impossible to win. I have won it before, but it's just one of those. Yeah. No, I think in general, they're for sure like loosened yeah. a little bit. So it has no firm oh, grip absolutely. on anything. So it's like even if you grab something, once it gets to the top, it almost like hits so hard that it so drops. So I'm going to just say this whole next sequence is the most unrealistic in this movie, and this has talking toys in it. Okay. Well, then you you break it down. For well, me. first off, we're introduced to little Martian guys who are fantastic, <laughs> and they're like a, they're like a cult <laughs> yep. that worship the claw as their god. Um. And they all talk at the exact same time. And then, uh, they're almost, it's almost like the first, they're almost like minions, but if they were, you know, minions at least have different like, personalities, but these guys are, um, yeah, for sure. But um, what he's trying to convince Buzz to kind of leave, he's like, why'd you even climb in here? And they're arguing back and forth. And then lo and behold, who's here? We got Skull Shirt, Buddy Boy, Sid. He comes over, he wants to try the claw game out. He puts in his money. He gets uh, uh, one of the Martians, and as it's going up, he's like, I've been chosen, Um, which is just great. What a great little gag. Um, And as the Martian comes out. Yeah, you know, they go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, as you know, they're pumped that they want to get chosen because they think they're being taken to a better place. Um, Rough. Just another thing that's kind of ingrained (laughs) in pop culture from this like a lot you hear people left and right say the claw and all that stuff you know um but mm-hmm. as he pick as he wins this martian it reveals buzz lightyear and of course sid's hype because he's like the newest hottest toy so he puts in another quarter to try to win buzz and as what he's trying to open this back door he even gets it open but buzz is just being clown shoes mcgee so he goes over and he grabs onto buzz and the claw kind of latches on to Buzz's face mask, which whatever. Uh, and then he starts getting dragged up, and then Woody's pulling him down. If I was Sid, I'd be like, what the heck's wrong with this machine? How is this even possible? <laughs> um, but Woody's yanking him, and then the Martians kind of step in and say, no, you have been chosen. You must go. <laughs> and then uh, he kind of gets, Sid get, kind of gets a twofer and gets Woody and Buzz dropped down to him. And that ain't good, because we see mm-hmm. what he does to the other toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta say, let's say that he wasn't able to get Buzz in this scenario, and say that seems like something that would be out of your life. Um, I've been a part of some of your unlucky days, and this for sure seems like one of those things <laughs> where maybe a young Nate Talon, uh, he's like, oh, I just had a horrible day, birthday party didn't go well, but he's like, I'm just gonna, I just want to play this one game. And you're like, oh my gosh, a Buzz Lightyear, and you go to do it. And it just starts <laughs> the game glitches out on it, and the claw yeah. snaps off, and then you don't get anything. Yeah. 
That just seems that seems straight out of uh, your story. Go right home there. and watch Toy Story um, three just to feel something. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, Sid gets both of these toys and he takes them back to his house. Um, and we instantly, you know, this this shot, man, probably the best POV other than it's tough. It's either this one or it's Buzz's. Um, reflection when he first gets introduced but uh he's holding these kids or kids uh these toys in his like bag and has Mm -hmm. a zipper but they've unzipped it so they can see through so we get a pov looking out like from inside the bag looking out and we see that sid instantly throws a little alien martian dude to his dog and you're just like oh god um rough sight for a martian baby dude i know i know um but he takes a kid, or the, why do I keep wanting to say kids? That's messed up, dudes. I don't know. Um, we were introduced to Sid's little sister, who also has a toy of her own. He steals that sucker, runs up to his room, locks the it door. has like eight locks um, on it. He drops it. Like, come on, man. What's your deal? Yeah, what the heck is he doing Looks in like there? like a freaking neo-Nazi anyway. as well. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, is this Toy Story or American <laughs> History X? What the hell is going on here? Uh, but he drops a bag just on the bed or wherever, and they're still looking. And he's, like, at a workshop table. And, you know, he puts on uh, freaking Coronavirus 101. <laughs> puts on a little doctor mask. <laughs> and uh, he says, it's time for double bypass uh brain transplant for this, this toy 19 and then buzz is like <laughs> buzz is like he well he's for sure never been to medical <laughs> I school <love> it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around holding the toy and gives it back to his sister and you put a freaking pterodactyl head on this oh. like toy brutal man hey brutal. i respect it though kind of it's kind of cool he customizes his toys dude if these things weren't alive you know, he could make a living off yeah. of this. Anyway, you know, the, we hear the little sister run to She says, Mom, it did this or that. And then Sid says, whatever she says, it isn't true. I'm like, Nailed oh, it. my God. I can't even. What if that's your kid? Um, that's how kids are, well, dude. Anyway. Especially neo-Nazis. But... <laughs> um. We then get a glimpse of Woody kind of investigating the room, and he sees it's just a it's a horror show in here, man. There's heads and like there's like doll oh, heads yeah. in this dude's lava lamp. There's just parts everywhere. There's arms, legs, everything you can think of, just laying out. And the whole room is just lit with a black light, which I actually think mm-hmm. is really cool. And no, yeah, wise. for sure. Um, because, yeah, it just seems like something extra that they didn't have to do that they did. So we see, like, certain parts of Buzz and Woody light up that weren't previously. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to kind of keep things fresh. Um, but Woody starts to hear little cries coming from, like, underneath the bed. Or I'm not even sure where he's at. But it's dark. Then he runs, you know, he runs over there. He says, oh, are you okay? And then we see this baby head turn around like the freaking mm-hmm. exorcist. And it's like missing an eye and you're like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And then it starts to come out of the shadows and you realize that it's just a baby head. And it's the bottom half of it is like a metal spider. 
And while this is this going scared on, me. all other types of combination of toys come out. And it is maybe the most frightening thing since. Yeah, I'm not trying to flex, but yeah, Um, this scared me. (laughs) It's it's a freaking nightmare, (laughs) you know. They, I think he throws some certain toy in the direction. They all like run and grab the toy, so they kind of him and Buzz are able to get away. And Buzz is like, "Oh my gosh, they're cannibals!" (laughs) So yeah, it's just. uh, they're just in a nightmare of a situation. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the Andy's room in his house, and we see that Andy and his mom have just gotten home, and they can't find either Buzz or Woody. So, you know, we uh, we kind of get to see the reactions from the original toys that we knew, like, oh, man, I hope they're doing okay. Which is like, at this point, they seem a little bipolar. It's like, they're I don't know if they know which yeah. side to be on. I mean, you got to um, think about it. It's kind anyway, of uh... Woody's their leader, you know, and he's it's just an interesting scenario that they're in. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, we we cut to the next day and Sid wakes up and grabs Woody and is just a little dick as usual. And uh, the, sh- the sun is shining bright through the window. And I don't know if you've ever done this with a magnifying oh, glass. Yeah. Uh, people usually do it with no, ants. That's me, dude. They, yeah, that is mean. Um, but he basically burns a nice little hole on uh, on Woody's forehead. And I think, man, there's a lot of good shots in this movie. But this one I really specifically just personally love because, you know, we get the, the close-up of Woody's yeah. forehead getting a nice little... Yeah, you like those close-ups. But dude. we then get the, we get the reverse... And we're looking at Sid just from a downward angle looking up at him. And his mom calls him. Camera doesn't move. Sid gets up, walks out the door. We hear the door close. And on a beat, Woody gets up in the same frame and is freaking out. Yeah. I think that's, Money, that's awesome. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff for sure. Um, so then at this point, let's see. Let's see what's going on. Uh, I think... They get into a little fight here with all the other toys. Yeah. Um, Yep. Yep. Um, This is when they, yeah, because this is the whole thing with the dog. So, like, they get into a fight against these other toys, and um, they, yeah, yeah, that's actually exactly what happens. Because then they, they run out the door, and I notice that the carpet and, like, the upstairs of this house the shiny, is totally the, yep, the shiny the carpet, which I think is totally fitting. Um, I think that's just a little different because obviously we know like the diamond or whatever. I think it's like the, the reverse color is the shiny carpet. It is. It is because it's like that one has like a, you know, like a dark base with like the red and orange pattern on it. And this one's like a white base with the same patterns on it. Um, so I thought that that was instantly caught my eye, but um Woody runs into the dog, but the dog's sleeping. You know, he's kind of laying on the stairs. Um, so Woody's got to, like, sneak his way back up. Him and Buzz make it to the second floor again, and they're sneaking. But Woody's little string on his back gets caught on the little mm-hmm. rail, which then wakes up the dog. And uh, then they got to go and hide. You know, dog wakes Do up. Do you remember what quote is said they from go- Woody? I, I, I don't remember either. I think it's... 
you're my favorite deputy, but I don't know for sure. Or someone poisoned the water hole. It's mm. one of those two. But it's like etched in my brain. I just can't pick it up right now. I'm embarrassed, Sounds dude. Sounds like it. That's okay. This I promise we'll this never happens. This is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it must be it must be the quarantine getting to me. I got I, don't know. I got the Rona. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can handle it. Uh, anyway, they they go their separate directions. Woody ends up in like a closet, and Buzz is like in a bedroom with a t- there's a TV that's on, um, and he. He catches yeah. a, a Buzz Lightyear commercial, and this is a devastating blow to my man Buzz Lightyear they, because he sees that you know he's the number one new toy, and you know you're seeing all the moves that he can do, how all the buttons work, and even it's just in bold print at the bottom of the commercial says, "This is not a toy that can fly. This is yeah. not a flying toy." Brutal. So then the song, yeah. this is the song that freaking hits the soul, dude. And Buzz, you know, he's rethinking his whole life. Uh, the dog's gone, so at this point he leaves the room, and he, you know, he climbs up on the rail, and he's looking out the window, and he's like, I'm going to make this shit, brother. Let's go. F that commercial. I know who I am. I know my roots. I did the training. Let's go. And unfortunately, it doesn't go too well for my Good man. shot of him Buzz falling. Right here. He... Yeah, yeah. This and I think that the music is just fits like a yep. glove because the music slows down too. Um, this one, this is totally another emotional one for sure. But Buzz falls, and um, his arm pops out of unfortunate, dude. Which is weird because if you look at the arm, it's kind of like a screw in. So, just a little thing I'm pointing out. Yeah. What a what a. What a blow! I think this is also when we realized that he was made in time. Yeah, he li- he lifts he up his little communicator thing. Yeah, made in Taiwan. But Woody gets out of, uh, or actually, Buzz falls, breaks himself. The little sister finds him laying there, and she doesn't want you know Sid to know, so she she picks him up and takes her to her room. So then Woody, you know, we cut to Woody leaving the closet that he was in. And, you know, I think a bowling ball falls on him. It's just, uh, you know, he's just having a rough go of it wherever he goes. But he hears that there's some, some noise coming from from her room and notices that there's all these other, there's, there's like a, they're having mm-hmm. a tea party. And all the other toys other than Buzz, it seems like every toy at this table is missing something. And I think the other three toys are missing their heads. So, what are you going to do? But it's Buzz missing an arm with all these other toys, and they're just drinking tea yeah, it's or a whatever. Tea party. And mom calls sister. You know, she goes. So, this is Woody's perfect time to get in there. Um, he goes to grab Buzz, and Buzz is just distraught. And like, he's a little drunk off of tea. Um, Love it. So he's slurring his words and he has no purpose in life anymore because he realizes he's just a toy. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's not a good look for, mm-hmm. for these two. We then cut back to Andy's room again and we see that Mr. Potato Head and Ham are playing the board game that Andy had got for his birthday. 
they are playing Battleship. And Ham is whooping that ass. And it, it looks like Ham every or I mean it looks like Mr. Potato Head every time he loses is like giving up another like part of his body. <laughs> so it's like he's missing like three parts already and he's like double or nothing. Um so that's a nice little gag. Um but at this you know, we we can see that since they're neighboring houses, they can see each other through the windows. So even though Buzz is they're back in Sid's room, um Woody notices them from across the way and they say, Oh, you know, everybody notices that Woody's alive and they're real happy again. They're like, Oh, you know, are you doing okay? He says, Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get back across. Um it turns into a whole thing. Woody finds some Christmas lights, and this is maybe more shocking than the toy parts flying in the air earlier. But he launches this motherfucker. We're talking. We're all talking the way Night across. King season seven. <laughs> like, you know how long those Christmas lights would have to be too, and for this little toy to freaking anyway, perfect toss. You know, full, fully extended reaches their window. So like, it. Any shorter in this one, anyway. Mr. Potato Head, of course, has to kind of ruin the day, and he's like, oh, "Wait a second, are we just forgetting the freaking murderer that Woody is? He's the one that pushed Woody out there, pushed Buzz out the window." And Woody's like, "No, Buzz is here with me," and they're like, "He is? Where's he at?" And of course, Buzz won't do anything. He's, he's just sitting there dude. by himself. He's depressed, dude. Um. So he's like, would you just please give me a hand? So then Buzz throws up his arm that uh, had fallen or broken off. And he just says, ha. Um, so then Woody kind of puts on the show to pretend like Buzz is there. And he's doing like the, the puppeteer thing where, you know, he's got the, he's got the arm pointing in there. He acts like he's giving Buzz a high five and they're doing a handshake. Um doesn't go well because the toys from across end up seeing that it's just oh, an man, arm. I forgot. And then it looks I even worse. how it goes because it's like, how, how can we put something's fishy here? And he goes like, what? And he like goes and he turns and then it's, he's holding the arm on the other side. And then they just straight up drop the lights. And it's like, dang, dude, like Woody has to forgive a lot during this <laughs> for these other sequels. I mean, it does. Make sense. This does look it pretty looks bad. bad it looks bad. But but like they, yeah. you just got to use big brain time and think okay, so they're at Sid's house. We've seen Sid mess with toys. We thought Buzz was dead. So this at least proves that he's at least been over at Sid's house. But I get it. You Listen, just they didn't do they didn't do the 12 angry men thing. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think they're jumping I to mean, conclusions. I mean, if my friends totally accused me of murder. <laughs> So that'd be that'd be something that would take a while to bounce back from. Well, it happened twice. I feel like it was worse when he, when he was arm. at the house, let alone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, this kind of gets interrupted because Sid bursts through the door and, you know, he's got a new package in the mail. Uh, we see that he's got like a new rocket. Um, so we're thinking, oh, man, we saw a rocket from earlier with the last toy. This is going to be a nightmare. Um, he goes and grabs, I believe he, no, it's Buzz. He grabs yes. Buzz. He goes to, you know, he, he tapes the rocket to him and he goes to run outside, but it's raining. So he sets an alarm on 
he's got like a old school arm that he twists and he's like, all right, this time tomorrow. And we're, we're getting this rocket ship going. Um, so that's a freaking problem. Um, and buzz obviously isn't given any, you know, he's, he doesn't give a crap. He wants it. To end. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's like, and now please, uh, <laughs> I never thought of it that way, dude. Yeah. That's rough. Buzz. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Andy's house. Andy's depressed. Bo Peep's looking out the window. She does her sad little monologue. Not even a monologue, but she gives the, oh, you know, we still believe in you, Woody. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Which is no, like, you don't. what the you heck? Where were, murder, you? You? Where were you five hours ago? Um, anyway, I just, yeah, I don't Whatever. Uh, Bo Peep's thing. Um, we wake up the next day. Woody is now... Oh, actually, this part was great. I can't even remember why. Because there's... He tapes the thing to Buzz. The rocket to Buzz. Puts Buzz on the counter. And then there's like a... One of those boxes. What, what are those Let's things called? Crate. Any idea? Yeah. And that's where Woody was like hiding. And he goes to grab it to look like what the heck's under here and there's nothing there but we see that woody's just all four sprawled out great stuff but unfortunately uh sid had put stuff on top of this little crate so now woody's kind of trapped in there so we fast forward to the next day we see woody's still trapped buzz is still depressed at this point he's got a gun he's ready to off himself (laughs) no i'm just kidding it took me one second i was like did buzz get a gun (laughs) (laughs) um but you know but woody does a little bit of a of a bugs bunny did you say which i think is you say wooden i don't think so it sounds like you said wooden and i'm like is that his full name (laughs) wooden yeah um woody um does like a bugs bunny thing and does kind of a little reverse psychology even though this is how he feels this is kind of how he gets buzzed to kind of turn his ways because um buzz is like oh it's what does it matter i don't care blow me up and woody's like no man i should be the one that should be blown up because i'm not andy's favorite toy anymore you're the favorite toy you should be the one that gets to go back over there all my friends think i'm a freaking murderer man i got a freaking burn mark on my forehead looking like harry potter Look like Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, switch me, man. And at this point, that kind of... <laughs> that gets Buzz thinking, you know, he's got the look in his eye. And he's like, oh, man. He's right. I should attach him to this rock and blow his ass up. I'm just kidding. But Buzz kind of helps him get out. Um, but we also realize that there's another problem. Because it's the move-in day. What a disaster. Um, next door at Andy's. So not only do they need to get out and get back, but they need to do it in time before all the other toys leave. But Buzz kind of pushes this crate. Um, uh, it's They're located on a desk, and he pushes it just enough so that there's like a little gap mm-hmm. that Woody can squeeze out of, and he does. And he's like, Buzz, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> 
and Buzz keeps going. Freaking dumb it, skull. Of course, all falls on him again. So it's just going great for Woody. But anyway, um, he saves Woody in this sense, but at the same time, it also wakes Sid up. So now we got a problem. Um, because, wait. Man, is this on a. What? Because we we this is also I think he he knocks the stuff over and we think that Sid's gonna wake up, but he does. No, he says something and then asleep, but then the alarm goes off. And then, well, but we also see that this is when the scary because I think the scary toys forced take Buzz and you know Woody's fighting against him. You know, oh, you know, get off of him, blah 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 blah. But that's when they put Buzz's arm back together. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. So I think that happens. And we realize, oh, these toys aren't actually that bad. You know, they're just trying to help each other they out. They just can't speak English. They've here. got messed up, dude. <laughs> Tag, what's your favorite? Uh, what's yeah, your the, favorite one of the toys? Uh, the the little duck. Hell yes, It's the only answer that's correct. That's the best one. He he, he makes me laugh because every time he moves, yeah. you get a little little quack. <laughs> but he's got such a big yeah. upper body too. He's like on a like on a wrestler or yeah. something, um, yeah. For sure, definitely not the spider baby. No, that's close. Um, second, what about the? Isn't there like a praying mantis that's also like a fishing pole yeah. or something? Yeah. Well, that one. Um, no, there's. Uh, there's like the. There's like the fishing pole with the legs, mm-hmm. and then the praying mantis. What is the praying mantis? But yeah, there's some sort of praying mantis car thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Either way, they kind of they fix Buzz, his arms back on, and boom, ready to go. But at the same time, alarm goes off. Sid wakes up. It's time to go. Blow some some stuff says, up. Oh, Grabs Buzz. Uh, Woody then says, "Okay, these guys aren't bad, so we're coming up with a plan." Um, and there's a whole elaborate scheme where the duck character that we were talking about and another dude, oh, and that's the, the fishing pole dude. They start climbing through vents. They take out, like we, we get a, a shot of the, like the front porch almost or the, the opening door. And there's like one light that hangs above the door. They pop out the light and then that's like enough of, um, of a hole for, little duck character who's wrapped by the the fishing pole hook to go down and he's kind of swinging himself to the door i've always loved this like even as a kid like the swing like the momentum and then he when he hits the button finally it's like super oddly satisfying Mm -hmm. um at the same time buzz and everyone or not buzz uh, woody and everyone else are kind of waiting by the door because the dog is still in the house so they're they're kind of just waiting for um, the knock on the door, the thing to go off, whatever. Boom! The people outside press the button. Dog goes running. Sister opens the door. Dog's barking. She doesn't see anybody out there. Dog runs out. She just I guess they just hate the dog. Boom! Close the door <laughs> in the dog's face. Don't know what's going on there. It's like it's not even the back door, dude. It's the freaking. What are you gonna? You're going to put your dog in the... F- what? Hey, I think that's freaking... Just let it be. Sketch, dude. Anyway. Um, this 
is kind of the the green light for Woody and everyone to head downstairs, which they do. You know, they're on a skateboard and they they go out the dog, the little dog doggy door mm-hmm. in the back. Uh, that's where Sid does all of his all of his work. Um, yeah. Um, Woody. Doggy door, boom. Woody kind of gets himself in a position where he is, I guess, caught in a sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, he's like, Sid realizes out he's out there. Exactly. Sid takes him, throws him on the grill. Well, you a know, barbecue says, later. You know, yeah, some stupid line. Yeah, but then, you know, we sucked. hear Woody kind of. It's like the Bruce Campbell says, Spider-Man one. He's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> the human spider. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Which honestly, Spider Man also is not very good. But no, uh, you're right. Woody, Woody talks back to him when he's he's looking at the the thing like, is that thing talking to me? Woody says something else. Sid knows that he didn't pull the string on Woody's back, so he's confused. But he walks over, he picks Woody up. He's looking at him. He's like, oh man, this thing must be broke. And then Woody specifically starts talking. He's like, broken. Like, to Sid, I'm not broken. So then he starts freaking out. And then all of a sudden, we're in freaking Night of the Living Dead. I freaking love it, dude. This was my favorite dude. scene as a kid. You know what was kind of satisfying? Is the little army men that come out of the mud. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then the little the freaking doll that walks permanently etched in my brain. How it was like, Mama. Mama. Uh, why are you so good? I freaking love it because it's been in my brain for 24 years. This is the one of the... The three moments in your life where you get to use yeah, I know, right? information that's stored in your Dude, brain. Dude, I remember every uh, every flute in Super Mario Brothers 3, but I couldn't remember test questions, man. How that works, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the toys scare Sid. He goes, he's scared of toys, he's freaked out. He runs inside, runs into his sister, You know, tells him that he's freaked out. So then she scares him with her toy. It's a great oh, thing. Oh, man, you got to say the freaking Woody quote. Hit me with it. He says, we toys see everything. So play nice. In my brain, I guess I'm dude. Just trying to, I'm just trying to sleep at night, so I wasn't trying to. Oh, it's awesome. It's freaking awesome. How do you recover from that, honestly? You got to go to a therapist or something. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, you know. Uh, everybody's high-fiving and whatnot, but we also see that the the cars are starting to, you know, they're all packed up next door, and they're getting ready to leave. So they kind of cut the celebration short to say, oh, you know. Um, Deuces. Sorry, thank you. We got to, we're, we're peacing out. And they kind of fit through a little hole in the fence, and Woody climbs up on the car. Buzz, who is still attached to this rocket, um, can't really fit in there. I mean, he can. He's just an knucklehead and can't figure it out and he says oh go on without me you know i'll catch up so then woody climbs down off the car pushes him down fits him through the hole of course the car um is then gone at this point so they they were chasing it and now they're standing in the middle of the street and they're like oh man what a freaking nightmare and then uh Boom, all of a sudden, it looks like a semi is almost, you know, running over them. So they duck down, but they realize that's the moving truck or van mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So then they're like, oh, that's our shot. So then they, you know, it's a foot race to try and catch that thing. 
um, there's a string that's kind of, I don't even know what the string is that they're trying to catch, but it's like the whole thing for the, um, what is it like to, for the door or whatever. Meanwhile, while we see them running, um, the dog from Sid's place is still outside and he's just laying on the front porch. Um, Seeing the cars going, seeing the toys running after him, him munching on toys every day of his life. Not a good look. So then uh, they do catch the, the little cord or wire or whatever, the rope thing that they grab. They're able to climb up. The dog is right on their tail, though, and he ends up biting Woody's foot. And, you know, they kind of do. Um, situation where it's like one of his foot is in the dog's mouth he's kicking it they're doing everything to try and get the dog off of him and buzz does the the right thing here i don't even know if i'd say it's the right thing but he dives off and goes one-on-one mono mono with this freaking dog so now what he's like oh man what the heck do i do now because his dog is just roasting <laughs> he's chewing the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, he's like oof <laughs> um, he's like man I still look like a murderer <laughs> so Woody opens up the back of the moving truck and you know there's a box that says Andy's toys so then he opens that up and everybody they're like oh, it's Woody blah 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 and he's looking oh, not in there boom pushes the, the box aside uh, and then there's another box that says more toys and Woody then pulls out the RC car oh yeah and throws the RC car off the moving truck <laughs> and all the other toys look at him like he did it again <laughs> he freaking this son of a... <laughs> uh, well, well actually if he threw this RC car like he threw those Christmas lights then we probably wouldn't have a problem here. <laughs> True. but anyway he starts up the RC car and drives it towards Buzz Buzz hops on and he's driving Buzz back to the moving truck or fan or whatever but everybody on the moving truck is giving Woody a hard time as they were before which makes for a nice little uh, gag because every time they like there's like a big muscle toy that picks Woody up Mm -hmm. and is like spinning him around in a circle and when he does that Buzz starts driving in a circle around the dog so anytime something happens to Woody the same thing happens to the car the RC car Um, they run into a red light uh, which then leads, you know, the RC car is still going, baby. So he flies through, dog chases after, causes a car accident, like a four-way car accident. Yeah, what's with Toy Story even... and car accidents? Because it happens again in Toy Story too. Well, I don't even know how this one happens because it's a four-way stop at a light. So regardless, it could only be like a two. <laughs> I don't know. It's a four-car pile. Hey, somehow. man, there's idiots in cars all over the place. Hey. Isn't that what happened to your last car? Yeah, except I just... <laughs> Never mind, just keep going. They, uh... I think... Don't they yeet Woody off the truck? <laughs> yeah, right they, here? They, they throw him off, dude. That's what I'm saying. Is that <laughs> That's a lot to freaking recover from. Is them, them murdering him? <laughs> <laughs> so then, um... Woody is then picked up by Buzz, and um, they're they're trying to catch up the best they can to this freaking uh, moving truck. 
And I gotta say, this this RC car is putting in the work here. Yeah, dude. Honestly, poor RC car. He just got he got brought into this whole situation, and there was a possibility that he wouldn't get taken to Andy. I know, I know. Um, the toys realized what was going on. They're like, "Oh, we just tried to murder this dude like four times." Whoops. Um, but they try to help him out too. So they like lower the little ramp, which. I don't understand how the car wouldn't then realize. Yeah, like how because the there's driver, sparks flying. The dri- yeah. Anyway, they their next idea is okay. We're gonna grab the dog Slink, my man, uh, and they yeet his ass <laughs> <laughs> out the back of the truck. <laughs> and then Woody grabs on to him. They're holding on to like his feet. What Buzz and Woody are holding onto his hands, and he's just getting stretched. My he's, man, this is just a disaster. <laughs> it, you can tell he's an older toy too. He's a vet, <laughs> and he's he's getting put through the ringer, man. Um, but then uh, all of a sudden, the RC car starts to slow down, and they can't keep the grip on Slinky. So he goes flying back into the truck. All the toys go flying. Um, the RC car has ran out of batteries. Dang. What are you going to do? But this is also kind of in this like dramatic moment is really great because we cut inside the car and we see like the baby sister. Again, yeah. And they're listening to Hakuna Matata, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. And but she's looking out like the rear view window and she sees all the toys doing their thing. And she, you know, she's a baby, so she can't say anything, but she's having a, a ball, which I think is like a nice little touch of humor here. Um, but we do realize that Buzz is still attached to a rocket. And Woody, I forgot to mention, he puts a said, match in his know, little he holster. He said he was going to barbecue him earlier. He puts a little match. Mm-hmm. So Woody has the, the match. Buzz has the rocket. That's their That's their plan. So, Woody lights the match on his boot. Car drives by, takes out the flame. So, of course, Woody's freaking out again. And, uh, you know, he's just on all fours, hands and knees, and he's just freaking, freaking out. But then he knows that his hand is starting to burn. And he realizes that the sun reflecting off of Buzz's helmet is doing the same thing that happened to him in Sid's house. So, it's like... Boom. Genius. He relights the match. Lights the rocket. He doesn't relight the match. He just puts the fuse, which gets like five feet longer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he just puts that in the... Yeah, I don't know how that happens either. Um, But anyway, they take off. Um, And this part, this is just money, dude. My heart's racing. I'm loving every second of it. Uh... They, it's almost going too well for mm-hmm. them though, because they're flying. They're totally catching up to this, um, to this truck, and it's starting to lift them off the ground. So by the time they get to the truck, they let it's go like of the RC explode. car. He goes flying in, boom! But now they're just flying straight up in the air, and the mo- the the truck's still going. So now it's like, oh man, now what are we gonna do? And we saw earlier that those things blow up, so they don't have much time. So Woody's like, oh my gosh, it's freaking over again. Buzz says, not today, mother... He freaking... Don't know how he does it. Wings, cuts himself cuts loose of the tape. I know it's that strong, but that's what happens. He grabs Woody, and they're freaking falling. 
I mean, they're flying, kind of gliding. And what he's like, what the heck? You can fly? Are you he's freaking like, no, kidding me? Falling dude. with style. Fall! <laughs> and it's. <laughs> and they say so, it, dude. They, they say know, it. Flying. They and say to again, infinity. What? And beyond. And then Nate Nate starts to get flashbacks they of do indeed. Toy Story Four, and he starts to cry a little bit. And then Luca has to pause the movie and run to the bathroom real quick. Runs <laughs> back. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, even at this point they're flying. You know it's going great, but they go past the moving truck. We missed the truck. Like, what the heck, Buzz? You know, we, we says we're not aiming for the truck, and the they end up flying roof. through the, the sky roof <laughs> of Andy's mom's car. Sunroof, sunroof. Sorry, um, sunroof <laughs> of the car. They land right in the box, which I don't know what's in there. Andy, they land right in the box. Five IQ. Right next to Andy. <laughs> They were in here the whole time. <laughs> He's like, hey. Like, no, man, you would remember what's on the top of the box. Something's a foot. Anyway. Um, we kind of fast forward or fade into a later date where they're now it's moved Christmas. in at this house. And it is now Christmas. There's snow on the ground. Christmas lights light up the house. We go inside, we see that everybody's, you know, in front of the Christmas tree. Um, we cut a little closer and we see that those army toys are in the tree, like kind of like the same setup from the beginning, how they're letting everybody know what the presents are. Um, there's a beautiful shot here of like an ornament. Um, and in the reflection of the ornament, we can see everybody sitting in front of the tree, but, you know, uh, other side of the frame, we still see the money. little army dudes in there, which I think is just freaking money. Um, we cut to the toys upstairs that are listening. And uh, this is just a little thing that I noticed, but there's some board games kind of behind, like Mr. Potato Head and this Ham. Is... And it's Candyland and Twister, which I'm like, huh, that seems the like, right to like I don't know those... what you have to do to get. Those sort of, yeah, because, yeah, battleships in there. So it's like, these are some big, like, toys. Like, I'm well, surprised. Well, yeah, they, they, they even, you even see, like, the those, play school need to, logo on the but, walkie-talkie and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's all different kinds of stuff. There are, like, actual toys that are in this. Um, <laughs> like Duke Kaboom. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the little, the first, the little sister gets to open her present. And mom says... It's a Mrs. Potato Head. Got to wait so, for the sequel. Um, obviously, everybody's applauding Mr. Potato Head. I know. Um, they're applauding Mr. Potato Head, and he looks, and he's like, oh, man, I better shave. Pops off his mustache. Money. And they say, oh, Andy, what's, what's your toy? And it's like, I, this part also confuses me, because it's like, there's like presents, like boxes. Yeah, dude, you never seen and that I know before. they didn't put this thing in a box. It is, but it seems do effed it. up. Anyway, <laughs> I said, "Damn, this is heavy as hell." And he starts shaking it. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, basically, Buzz and Woody, you know, they say, "Oh, you know, we went through this. We can, you know, 
uh, we can get through anything. You know, I think Buzz even looks a little nervous and where he's like, what are you nervous? He's like, oh, no, I'm uh, I'm okay. And, you know, kind of builds up that suspense a little bit. And they say, oh, after this, we can handle anything. And then uh, opens mm. the present and we find out it's a new puppy. And they look at each other and they're like, oh, shh. Boom, cut the black. And that, my friend, Hell is yeah. Toy Story 1. I gotta say, um, did it hit the same? Then, well, how did how did you Hell feel after after your yeah. rewatch? I was like, well, that's the thing is, I five out of five like, for okay. me as well. I th- like, um, I don't think I think I'm like I think I may have to change my grade. Like going into it, I was like, may- maybe it's a four and a half. It it can't be a five, right? Nah, dude, this is a freaking five. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, When it, yeah, that's kind of exactly what I was going to say. You know, a lot of times we talk about um, ranking Pixar movies from, oh, what's top tier to, you know, what are some of the, obviously stuff like some of the sequels, um, maybe some stuff featuring dinosaurs in the bottom tiers. Um, But that's really just for a while there, we were focused on putting things in tiers. But honestly, when I think it comes to this, Toy Story movies, I think those are the best Pixar movies, and I don't really think it's close. Just the way that it's um, tied into popular culture, just how it's I'd a part of our culture, lives. Yes, how you know, but I think that stuff like money, 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 money. I just, I think that all. See, I don't know. I think that everything else is just trying to be as good as the Toy Story movies. I think that all four of them are incredible. And it's just a matter of which one you watch last to be your favorite. Um, so I think that they are forever just in the number one spot. And then everything else is just kind of like your personal favorites and that sort of thing. Um, man. Great way Boy to Story start one. it. In the chronological it, order. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's do it. Um, let's go through some categories. Um Okay, so I think uh, whenever we talk about animated movies, uh, some things that get swept under the rug, or oh, it's something we talked about earlier, just with people, um, different people being cast in famous roles. But who is your favorite? Um, Look, I mean, I think like, that your you favorite can go voice at performance this, you can pick up who was funny and all that stuff. Like uh, Don Rickles is great, uh, Tim Allen's great, but I think Tom Hanks as Woody is by far the best. I don't think it's close. I think he has the most to do in this movie in the way that he just mm-hmm. like because like he even talks in like interviews and stuff. It's like Woody is on edge like ninety nine percent of the time, and the way he does that and still able to just carry this movie, even though he mm-hmm. kind of is the villain for most of the movie. It's like you you still root for him and you still like him. I think that Tom Hanks is just phenomenal in this role and yep. i'm glad that on top of like forrest gump and things like that it's one of the things that he's recognized for is woody i agree uh i yeah i don't think there's any argument for me i think that uh voice acting wise he he brought it um but uh, we want to give some some love to some of the side characters because uh, I think in any Pixar movie, one of the things I most look forward to is who are these, you know, these fun side characters that we're going to meet. So I think that another category uh, that we're going to do I is mean, who's your favorite side characters? <laughs> I, 
I love I love Ham. I agree. But he doesn't really uh, get another one? Of a spotlight I'd... until the second movie. Mm-hmm. So that could be a contender for favorite side character yeah. in the second movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um wait, what about your favorite side character? A little character bit further. Um do you have a f- Okay, just making sure. Oh, it's easily Mr. Potato Head. I just figured that I said it at the very beginning, so I didn't feel like I needed to really emphasize that one. But yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know. There's a few things that you in any performance, I have like a three to five things that you can check off, and it's like, yeah, this is going to be my favorite character in the movie. And one of those is Scissors. like you know having the best lines, getting all the laughs, and he is just from the first because he turns into a jerk second half. But the whole first chunk of this movie, he's freaking hilarious. And he gets just all the best lines that I almost don't even think it's fair. Um, I almost want to know how, if any of the stuff was improvised. You know, Don Rickles being such a famous comedian roasting people. I wonder if they just let they him kind of Because that's the thing, right? Is they've had some all this of these... unused audio that they can put and they kind of messed with it with Toy Story 4. Um, so they've got to have just reels of him just mm-hmm. improvising some lines. Um, what about, uh, let's go into, well, I mean, Uncultured Swine is great. That's up there, but I think you can't go wrong with To Infinity and Beyond. That, that's the one that's. Yeah. I think the whole sequence to, from Look, I'm Picasso, leading up to You Uncultured Swine, freaking kills me every single time. Um. But I mean, it's. I think it just depends on how you look at it. Because Infinity and yeah. Beyond, yeah, you know, how do you how do you beat that? That's the tagline. That's you know, that's the one. Um, but uh, no, I'm I'm gonna stick with my man Potato Head. I'm gonna give some love to the little co- comedic stuff. Um, I love. Did you have I'm a favorite shot from guy. the movie? Um, I mean, it's a classic. Uh, of course, I love the shot when they are looking up at the stars. I think that looked really great. Like, honestly, it looked like it should be in the next generation of Pixar movies is how good the animation looked there. Um, but those two, there's a lot of great just directorial shots too mm-hmm. in this, like camera moves and things like that. Um, but, yeah, those two are definitely the highlights for me. What about you? Uh, yeah. I think it's hard to beat Buzz's entrance. Whether that's the shot of, you know, first seeing what he looks like to the POV of Buzz's point of view. Those are back to back. And I think that, you know, um, as much as I do love the shot in Sid's house with Sid burning Woody and then he gets called out and the camera doesn't move and then Woody pops up. I think that's money. But, yeah, I think Buzz's entrance kind of takes the cake on that one for me. Um, um, in general, would you say I love you have the, a favorite I love the scene? chase down to the, get if to the moving one, truck, and I love oh, yeah. Sid's backyard. Those two like are my favorite scenes. Sid's backyard just stuck with me my entire life, really. So, yeah, um, not to be. I hate that I just picked the mainstream stuff, but uh, the whole car RC car chase at the end. I think I I, I just freaking love it. Um, so I think the, that's a job done well by them, just with the climax of the movie being my favorite part. Um, sometimes I feel like, uh, I think mostly in action movies, like if the climax yeah. isn't your favorite part, 
was it done right? You know what I mean? Um, and this is one of those ones where I don't think it doesn't it has to follow that formula, but the end just hits so hard, whether it's SIDS or it's um, the, like the chase to get to the truck. Uh, regardless, I think Cash. both of those are just freaking money. Um, one thing that we uh, both like to talk about is just the music that's put in these movies. Um, if you had to rate the music as a whole, um, I, I mean, I think these categories will get more interesting as we get into the Pixar movies. But I mean, of course, once again, top tier music, just the score to the um, like the actual songs that are placed in the movie as well, I think are great. And they fit so perfectly. Like you were saying, the buzz one is perfect during that sequence. The Both montages are great. I mean once again they i feel like they're like for some like somehow in their first movie they just fired on all cylinders i agree i agree um yeah i think the music's killer um so much so that when i hear you've got a friend in me I still agree. to this day i start to choke up a little bit just in a happy in a happy sad kind of way um i don't know i think sometimes things in popular culture whether that's movies or specific songs or just anything could kind of get overplayed or you just look at it and you're like oh yeah you know that's it's just so famous that it almost takes away some of the thing that's special about it and for whatever reason the you've got a friend in me just still always kind of will hit me in a specific way for sure uh maybe my favorite question um what do you think the perfect i mean of course i think like as a child that's probably the best you know um, but there's something special and, you know, we'll mm-hmm. keep uncovering this more and more as we go down the Pixar movies. But like my parents, even though they, like they showed me when they were in their twenties, early thirties, and it's like, they still loved it. Like toy story movies are ones that always piqued their interest when they were coming out. Right. Like they sought out toy story three. They knew about toy story mm-hmm. four and all that stuff. So once again, I think that it's kind of like, you can watch this any age. I think you definitely pick up on more stuff as you're older but just the sense of wonder and how it plays into your imagination with your own toys after like, you never look at your toys the same way after you watch toy story. So I think as a child, it's probably the best stage. Um, and we'll see that a lot with these movies, but, um, but like, for example, I think Incredibles like you have to be a little bit older to appreciate that one fully, but toy story is one where as a kid, like just the, the, just the, base synopsis or just the core mechanic of just toys coming to life is so interesting for a child. So I think, yeah, younger. I guess my next question would be, um, even though we are, you know, the target audience, we think that it's perfect for this is um, children. Um, What age are we talking? Are you thinking kids like that are Andy's age in this movie? Kids that do just are playing with these toys, no, or maybe think, somebody think, a little bit older. Um, like, are we um, thinking closer uh, to five or maybe closer like to a seven? Ten? Yeah, but I think even before that, you can appreciate. Right it. As soon as you start okay. playing with toys, you can appreciate this movie. I think, and you have and you have some sort of brain function. Okay, you know, where you can comprehend what you're watching on screen. You have like, <laughs> what's the thing? The object permanence. You can understand that, then you can watch Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly if you had to give a grade uh, to this movie we're giving it an S baby what are you giving it 
I think I think the plan is as well is after we do I all agree. these, yes. we'll have another episode where we kind of lay out our tier list. Our one are like each of our personal ones because I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to disagree on some as we get through these. Okay, well that's interesting. Once we hit two hours, uh, <laughs> Anchor just said you're done recording. Like they'd even say, "Oh, your recording stopped." They said, "You're done recording." I said, "Great job on the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we may the may that's going to be a the the episode revolving around cars is going to be an interesting one because that's probably the one that we disagree with as you were saying yeah um almost like don't want to do it as early as it comes i want it to be like a big deal no um, well it will it'll, it'll be like a mid-season finale sort of thing well it's also kind of sad to me because you know we've all, we always <laughs> talk about the great run that it has and to you that run ends with this movie, and I think it just keeps going, baby, because this what, movie's money. What happens after Cars? Uh, uh, you know, I got the list in front of me. Wally. Yeah, something. What yeah. Cars is oh six? So what? That sounds right. Ratatouille. Well, look, Wally. It, look uh, it, we'll get to car. The best thing that can happen from this podcast is that I have a greater appreciation for cards when I watch it. Okay. That's the best thing. That's what I hope for, baby. I'm picking up new stuff watching these for the 80th time, you know? I agree. I agree. Um, any final words you want to say? Uh, no, just uh, thanks for listening. I know it's kind of, it maybe sounds a little unorthodox for the listener, definitely not normal, but honestly, it works pretty well with an anchor. I'm kind of impressed how easy it is. Hopefully, now the post end is going to be interesting for me to deal with. But that's um, what I'm most curious about because I'm like, shit, if it's this easy, what the heck am I doing with stirring the pot, baby? I'm going to just start calling, calling everybody. people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add other than do you want what? What's the next one? Is it Bugs Life? It's Bugs Life, and I'm handling that one. Bugs Life, All I watched right. so many times as a kid that it's kind of got the Finding Nemo effect for me, so I'm interested to go back and kind of revisit it years apart from that. Bugs Life is probably the one that I've seen maybe maybe twice in my entire life. Really? So I barely even remember Bugs Life. I almost forget it most of the time. That hurts. But well, no, that's it's what fine. I'm saying. Yeah, it's that's, fine. What, that's what this is all about. Because if it's good, then we can say the run starts even earlier. Yeah, but no, it doesn't. No, it's, it's definitely lackluster. Yeah, it's not going to be as good as those. There's some anyway. good parts, though. There's some good parts. Okay. Okay. All right, Luca. Thanks for joining me in quarantine. Yeah, hopefully uh, we're able to do another episode without uh, kicking the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I guess that is the hope. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know how to end it other than over and out to infinity and beyond. You're so bad at outros, man. It's embarrassing. Well, I don't know what's worse, my outros or my intros. Probably your outros. What do you even say? Well, you kind of sum it up, and then it's like I get the leftover crumbs, and I'm like, well, shit, he thanked everybody for listening. Now what do I say? You got to roll out the red carpet for yourself. Where can they find you? What do you got coming out? Well, since we're in quarantine, I got no. I got actually. I have stirring the pot stuff stacked up that I edited before the school and everything closed down. Um, 
But, you know, man, this is so easy that we can record on this. You know, I might just start firing out content because I don't have anything else going on. Um, really? True. But, uh, no, this was fun. And this was super easy for me. I just used my phone and freaking headphones and it's money. Um, yeah. But, no, I'm excited. You know, Bugs Life is one that I'm not familiar with at all. I barely remember it at all. Um, so I'm excited. And, um, yeah, that's really all I got. Yep. We'll be back next week with A Bugs Life. Thanks for listening, everyone. Run it.